Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. It's Fibber McGee and Molly. Every weekday at this time, NBC brings you Fibber McGee and Molly transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and directed by Max Hutto. We'll join Fibber and Molly in just a moment. How long has it been since you wrote a letter to that friend, relative, or member of your immediate family in the armed forces? Nothing gives more of a lift to the daily life of a man or woman in the service. Our troops aren't fighting now in Korea, but that doesn't mean letters from home should stop. There's no shooting war in Europe, but our armed forces are still there, and they know what homesickness is. Actually, letters from home are perhaps more important to our service men and women right now than during wartime. The action and the anxieties of war can keep a soldier's mind occupied. It's during times of relaxation that he has the most opportunity to think about home and to miss those he loves. So just remember how much a letter means to a serviceman or woman, whether overseas or in a military installation in this country. And keep those letters going. One of the most important duties of all of us at home is to keep the spirit and morale of our service people high. And nothing contributes more to morale than letters from home. Now, let me see. One more little twist and maybe this one. Ah! Ah, dead rat, the dead rat thing anyway. They must make these things out of peanut brittle the way they bust everything. What are you doing, McGee? I'm getting ready to put up the porch swing. Well, what are you doing with the meat saw then? This, my dear girl, is not a meat saw. It is... As any carpenter's wife should know, a hacksaw. Oh. Well, not being a carpenter's wife, I wouldn't know. But the question is still good. What are you doing with it? I'm putting a new blade into it. They keep busting. I've been tightening them very gently. Like this. But every time I... (laughs) See what I mean? That makes four of them I broke. If this ain't the most discouraging, most disgusting... Why do you need the hacksaw, anyhow? Because I'm putting up the porch swing. What do you need the hacksaw for? What do I need it for? Why, my gosh, I need it to... Well, a hacksaw is what you used to... Well, if I have to put... Or maybe... My gosh, I guess I don't need it. Good. Boy, is that a relief. I might have spent the whole day putting in new hacksaw blades. <laughs> now I can get started here putting Oh, up the... here comes the old-timer with Grocer us. boy! Hello there, kid! Oh, hi, old-timer. I brought your groceries. Here's your order, daughter. Everything you asked for except the horse meat. <laughs> Boss said horses don't eat meat, so I figured you must have meant dog meat. Didn't have no dog meat, so I brought three pounds of hamburger. Well, that's all very interesting, but I didn't order any horse meat. You didn't? No, I ordered three pounds of hamburger. Oh, gee, I hate to get your order mixed up like that. I'll take this back to the store and get it straightened out, though. That's all right. We'll just keep it. Good. Hey, what you fixing to do with the tools there, Johnny? Fixing to fix something? Yep. You want to put up the porch swing? You can stick around and give me a hand if you want to. No, thanks. The last time you had your tools out fixing something, I gave you a hand. In fact, I gave you my all. In fact, that is my all right there. I'm looking all over for it. Hey, now, wait a minute. Don't take it. Oh, go ahead. Take it, then. You didn't give her. Thank you, son. Mighty nice to have it back. When a fella gets to my age, he kind of hates to feel like he's lost his punch. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) 
How do you like that guy? By George, we ought to start buying our groceries someplace else if the grocery boy is going to walk off with half my tools every time he comes over here. Don't exaggerate so. He only took that little all, and after all, it was his. He loaned it to you a year ago. That's besides the point. He knows I'm going to put up the porch swing, and he deliberately ran off with a very useful tool. Useful for what? Well, I might need it to... Well, when you're putting up a porch swing, in case I have to, it'll make a good... That is, you see... I guess I don't need it. <laughs> of course you don't need it. I'll take the groceries in six If you need any help, you just holler now. Okay, Tootsie. Now, there goes a good kid. She knows when it comes to carpenter, and I don't know my neck from a folding ruler. But does she ever criticize? Yes. Does she mean it? She sure does. That's why I always say... Hi, that... mister. Hi. Oh, hi, Tina. I was just going by. Oh, hey, what you doing, mister? What you doing? Hmm? Watch it. I'm putting up the porch swing. Putting up a what, mister? Porch swing. Don't you know what a porch... What you looking at? Oh, boy. There it is. Hmm? There it is, Mr. McGee. Oh, boy. My daddy won't spank me after all. Uh, what, what do you mean? What? Oh, teeny, you lucky kid, you. Finding your daddy's pipe wrench that you loaned, Mr. McGee. Huh? Yeah. To fix my track with last Christmas. Oh, boy. Oh, now, wait a minute. Gee whiz, I need that pipe wrench, teeny. Don't run off with that. I need that. For what? To put up the porch swing. I need a pipe wrench to... to well, I might have to... A wrench is... Okay, I don't need it. Take it and scram. Okay. Is there anything else you need, mister? No, if you'll just get out of the way now, I'll... You sure you got everything? Certainly I'm sure I got everything. Let me see. Hammer, hacksaw, bracing bit, screwdriver. Yes, I have. <laughs> I bet you haven't, I bet you. Well, I'll just bet you any amount of money up to 12 cents. I got everything here I need to put up the swing. Let's see the doll, mister. Okay, there. Now, what do I need to put up the porch swing that I haven't got? <laughs> the porch swing. The po- Oh, my gosh. I forgot to bring out the porch swing. <laughs> yeah, you okay, should. Okay, I'll go get it. <laughs> Back to Wistful Vista in a minute. In peacetime and wartime, the vicious and bitter war of propaganda continues to rage around the world. The people most vitally concerned are the 70 million inhabitants of the Iron Curtain countries. But don't think for a minute that every American hasn't a stake in its outcome, too. You can help to combat the vicious lies that are being spread throughout Europe by joining in the Crusade for Freedom, which offers each of us as individuals the opportunity to strike a blow against tyranny. This blow can be struck through Radio Free Europe, an independent citizen-sponsored organization which broadcasts the message of democracy through the Iron Curtain every day, hour after hour. It brings hope and truth to enslaved peoples, spiking lies and undermining the influence of red rulers. Radio Free Europe is a partnership of Americans and exiles of enslaved countries who broadcast to their compatriots in their own idiom. Join the crusade by contributing your truth dollar. Send your contribution to Crusade for Freedom, care of your local postmaster. the last time I ever borrow anything from that Lester Nelson, too. Some neighbor. What did he do? Just when I'm in the middle of putting new slats in this swing and tightening up the arms and stuff, he comes busting over here and has to have his pliers back. Borrowed his own pliers back from you? Yeah. Some nerve. Yeah. Big panic. Had to have them right away. 
Just because his stove sprung a leak and he wanted to turn off the gas. <laughs> For goodness sakes, McGee, haven't you any tools of your own? <laughs> Certainly I got tools of my own. Practically everything here is mine. That bent ice pick and that piston ring, that piece of copper wire, that's all mine. Who owns the hammer and the bracing bit? Doc Gamble. But that chisel handle is mine, and that spool that had friction tape on it, that's mine. And so is Who's, the... uh, Whose screwdriver is that? Doc Gamble's, but he... Pardon my long ears, but did I hear my name bandied about? Oh, hello, Doctor. Come on up on the porch. You ever hear the old saying, Patso, eavesdroppers never hear nothing good about themselves? Allowing for your lousy grammar, Cheesehead, yes, I have. Incidentally, since you're so insulting, where'd you get this brace and bit? My good brace and bit. Why, he borrowed that from you, Dr. Gamble, didn't you, sweetheart? It's mine, all right, but he didn't borrow it from me. Where'd you get it, you little August snatcher? Well, for your information, you big sausage, I went over to your house one day and you were out and it looked like rain and here was your bracing bit out in the backyard, so I'm In the backyard? Don't give me that stuff. I keep my tools in the garage. Well, where's your garage, stupid? It's in your backyard, that's where. McGee, don't holler. And not only that, but the garage was unlocked and if I hadn't have brought the bracing bit home with me, somebody might have walked in there and stole it. I never leave that garage unlocked, you little tool thief, and you know it. Well, it might as well be unlocked with that broken catch on the back window. My gosh, anybody could pile boxes up there and get in just as easy as I did. McGee, you didn't Johnny the garage window. It's Jimmy, Molly, and yes, he did. And I'm taking those tools home right now. Oh, Hacksaw my. and my screwdriver. Oh, dear. And give me my hammer. Take it. Oh, my. I will. Big tightwad. Take your shoe off, will you, Molly? My shoe? Yeah, let me borrow your shoe. I still got some nails to drive here. Ah, there you are, kiddo, at last. The porch swing is up. Wonderful. Sit down. Mmm, <laughs> it's just great. Why, it even hangs level. Isn't it supposed to hang level? Well, after your marriage, yes. <laughs> but a smart single girl will always have a porch swing that helps people get together at one end of it. Hey, yours was lopsided, come to think of it. <laughs> the one on your porch back in Peoria. Yes. Well, I'll be... Why, you tricked me. You tricked me, too. How did I? Well, I always used to think you were so neat, the way you could tie a bow tie so nicely. Mm. And then six months after we were married, one of them fell off, and I discovered they were tied at the factory. <laughs> I cried all night. <laughs> you were lucky. You might have married a guy that wore factory-tied foreign hands. <laughs> hey, look how easy this swing swings. Swell? Mm-hmm. Oh, this is fun. Mm-hmm. You know, we've had a lot of pleasant hours in this old porch swing, haven't we? Yes. Where'd we ever get this old swing, anyhow? You remember? Sure. I got it in 1943 from a friend of mine. He bought a cleaning shop on the far side of town, sold his house, and moved into an apartment over the shop. Oh, I remember. Mm. Just vaguely. I don't think you ever met him. I, I haven't seen him for years. I remember I tried to pay him for it, but he wouldn't sell it. He said, you take it and use it, Fib. And if I ever own a house with a porch again, I'll take it back. What was his name, the man's name? What was his name? Hmm? Was it Walker? Was the man's name Walker? Yeah, Stumpy Walker. Why? You had a phone call this afternoon. I forgot all about it. What? A Mr. Walker said he was going to drop by tonight after dinner. Said to tell you he just bought a new house with a long front porch. What? Oh, that rat. Now, if that ain't the... Oh, well. Come on. Swing fast, kiddo. 
This may be our last ride in this old porch swing. <laughs> Fibber and Molly will be right back. Hello there, this is James Stewart. I'd like to take a minute of your time, if I may, to remind you about our weekly program series, The Six Shooter. It's now on Thursday evenings over many of these same NBC stations. You know, The Six Shooter is a kind of a different type Western program. I think maybe you'd like it. As Brett points it, I'm a sort of an easygoing cowpoke. Just a sort of a cowpoke. Oh, now, don't get me wrong. You'll hear gunplay now and then, and some action, too, on the six-shooter. Even a little fun sometime. And we like to think of our program as the kind that will please every one of you. And from your letters, well, they've been all very nice. So if you haven't already been listening, why don't you check your local paper for the time the six-shooter is heard in your part of the country? We sure would like to have you in our audience every week. So I showed him how beat up and rickety this old swing is and pointed out to him that it just ruined the looks of his pretty new house. What did he say? Well, he said he'd forgot what bad shape it was in and it would be kind of an eyesore. <laughs> so I gave him a box of cigars for it and the old porch swing is ours. Oh, you are a sly one. Yeah. It'll take me all day tomorrow to get them slats screwed back on and tighten it up again, but it's worth the work. Good night. Good night, all. <laughs> NBC has brought you the Fibber, McGee, and Molly program transcribed with Bill Thompson as the old-timer and Arthur Q. Bryan as Dr. Gamble. This is John Wald reminding you to listen in again Monday at this same time when Junior Fire Department Inspector Keeney reads the riot act to Mr. McGee of Fibber, McGee, and Molly. Here an address tonight by Secretary of State John Foster Dulles on the NBC Radio Network.